0: Unwritten contains mature language, content, and themes. Please listen with care. Summer 1972. The sun is a menace. Hot, unforgiving, and oblivious to the people under it. Inside a camp cabin, a young Ellen is wrapped tight under blankets, despite the heat. A young Sue enters the cabin with her friends.
1: Ellen, are you okay?
0: Ellen emerges from underneath the covers. Her face is red and tear-stained. She is clutching a worn, dirty rag doll. One of Sue's friends leans over and whispers something mean about Ellen. Sue giggles. Don't be mean.
2: Ellen, what's
1: wrong with you? Can I talk to you alone? Um, we're just in here to get my deck of cards. Please, Susie. Stop being a baby, Ellen. You're fine. You're a mean sister. Ellen, you need to make some friends your own age. You can talk to them about these things. I don't want stupid, fake friends like yours. Fine, then. Keep hiding on the ropes course alone all day.
2: So what if I like the ropes course?
1: You're a rope
2: freak. I don't feel safe on the ground.
1: Whatever.
0: Sue leaves with her friends. Ellen clutches her doll and burrows back under her blanket. No one is around to hear her cry.
2: got it all It's just retain, Not putting it off Just trying to figure it out If what I say Comes to fruition With these words I can't play around Walking on wire.
0: Dayton Writer's Movement presents Unwritten, starring Luna Madison, Jordan Lopez, David Senator, and I'm Sean Gunther. Season 2, Episode 9, Words Are Poor Consolation, written by Jenna Gomes, directed by Chris Burnside, also starring Jenny Holly, Dodie Lockwood, Carrie Thurston, David Gaylor, Emily Kallenberg, Aaron Eckout lopez and Aaron Ryan. Elaine sits cross-legged on Chelsea's couch. Dinah sits beside her. It's morning, two days after Brian's arrest. Chelsea is still asleep. Elaine quiets her chaotic thoughts by focusing avidly on a crossword puzzle. The clue reads, Lincoln's First Lady.
3: First Lady? I hate that title. (coughs) Right? Like, congrats to the most powerful woman in the country. Your husband gets the title president. You get to be his lady. Now keep your legs crossed and smile at the children.
4: Many of the First Ladies achieve incredible things alongside their husbands. Community building, charity efforts.
0: Elaine looks up from her crossword puzzle. Beside her, Mary Todd Lincoln sits upright and rigid. She wears a simple black dress, large earrings, and an impressive brooch.
4: Mary Todd?
0: Elaine scribbles the name into the eight open boxes.
4: Of course, charity is, in fact, the Lady's duty. The man's duty is always
0: war. Chelsea swings open the bedroom door. Her left cheek sports a red pillow mark. She shuffles silently to the kitchen. Mary Todd Lincoln picks up the crossword puzzle again.
4: Five down. Burden. Six letters. Elaine's phone rings. The
0: mother. Elaine takes a deep breath before answering.
3: Hello?
1: Did I wake you up?
3: No, I'm awake. I've been awake.
1: I'm just calling to check up on you. You did decide to visit this weekend, right? Are you packing?
3: Mom, I am a grown adult. You don't need to check up on me. I'll text you when I'm on my way.
1: Now I want you to go straight to the center, then come home.
3: Are you not coming to the center?
1: Well, if you ever tried to talk to me, Elaine, you would know.
3: Know what?
1: Your aunt decided she was too good for me. Plucked me right off her visitor's list.
3: Is that why you want me to visit?
1: Only one of many reasons.
3: Mom, you made it sound so cryptic before.
1: Well, I want to see you, Elaine. You're my daughter.
3: So you bait me with Aunt Ellen? You got me worried for no reason.
1: There is a reason.
3: Is it really that unusual that she took you off the visitors list? It's not like you visit her anyway.
1: Yes, I do, Elaine. Maybe not every day. Or
3: every week or month.
1: That's not the issue, Elaine.
3: What's the issue then?
1: When I visited last, because I do visit, we got into a silly fight. It was a tiff, really. She was overreacting.
3: Oh yes, and I'm sure you were refined and diplomatic.
1: Really, Elaine, I am worried. She won't respond to me. I even called her counselor on his cell phone and he never returned my call.
3: Well, you're not supposed to do that. That's why.
1: She could be dead for all I know, and the orderlies have completely covered it up.
3: Orderlies? Really?
1: This is why I think it'll be good for you to visit. She listens to you. You can ask why she's refusing to
3: see me. How about, how are you doing, Aunt Ellen? Are you feeling okay these days?
1: Well, that's implied.
0: Elaine sighs, flopping down on the couch. Mary Todd Lincoln works on a needlepoint at the other end of the couch. At least you have family to sigh about.
1: Elaine,
4: did you hang up? Yes. You're not
3: funny. I have to go, though. I need to shower and pack before we hit the road. We? I'll see you soon. Elaine!
0: Elaine hangs up, cutting Sue off. Mary Todd Lincoln looks at Elaine and shakes her head. Chelsea shuffles back into the room, coffee in one hand, stale Pop-Tart in the other.
3: How'd you sleep? I dreamt I was drugged by a psychopath and woke up in the hospital. Oh, wait... How are you feeling? Cloudy. Hangover-ish. Can hospitals give you a hangover? I'm craving onion rings. How are you? I just got off the phone with my mom. And you live to tell the tale. Just barely. But I did tell her I'd visit Aunt Ellen this weekend. I just need to get off the couch first. Oh, that's today? When are we leaving? I won't be offended if you don't want to come. I'm sure you need some rest. And the mental rehab center isn't exactly an island resort. What? And stay here alone to process my post-traumatic stress? No thank you. Only if you're sure. The other night was... a lot. I need to stay busy. It'll be harder to not burst into tears if I'm busy. And I'm hungry, so let's get moving before the gas price at the Shady Shell goes back up.
0: Elaine drives as Chelsea navigates. They pull out of a shady shell and make it only one traffic light toward the highway before...
3: Turn here. Already? It's noon, Elaine. That's lunchtime.
0: Elaine pulls into a fast food drive-thru and orders Chelsea onion rings.
3: Honestly, who would have thought to fry onions? Of all the things.
0: Chelsea's phone buzzes. She makes a noise of disgust.
3: Gerald Fuckner.
0: She turns off her phone.
3: Not today. Today I take a hiatus from the real world. You deserve it.
0: The fast food window opens, and a boy in a white cap hands Elaine a bag. She passes the crusted tear jerkers to Chelsea.
3: I may never return to the real world, come to think of it.
0: Chelsea devours an onion ring.
3: Oh, there is a god.
0: Elaine steers the car back toward the road. Chelsea streams 80s New Wave music from her phone.
3: Must we listen to this? What do you have against Culture Club? Let's listen to a podcast. Do you really want to hurt me? One of the NPR podcasts? Not news. I've had enough real life. Right, Sash?
0: They listen to a podcast for the next half hour. When it ends, they drive in silence for a few minutes.
3: Do you feel any better now? Yes, I would say the fried halos and superpowers jumpstarted my mood. No, I mean about your students. About campus. After br- after he got caught and all. To be honest, Elaine, I don't know what I feel.
0: A truck sticks to their tail from behind. The truck loudly swerves Elaine over, speeds past Chelsea's car, and cuts them off from the front. Now that the truck has settled in in front, its speed significantly slows down. The tailgate of the truck features a large bumper sticker that reads, Without men, civilization would last until the oil needed changing. Chelsea and Elaine make simultaneous noises of disgust.
3: Ugh. The Venn diagram of pickup truck drivers and Neanderthals is just a circle. Rear random. Just for the fun of it. Don't tempt me. But this is exactly what I mean. Sure, I'm glad that sociopath who attacks and brands women is locked up. But does that mean we're safe? <laughs> does that mean we're taken seriously? Funny joke. People still can't take women seriously, let alone any version of woman or man that is not strictly white and heterosexual.
0: Elaine drives as close as she can to the truck's tail without hitting it.
3: I'll change your oil. Ugh, no. Please don't ever say that again. Got caught up in the moments. I truly apologize.
0: Elaine speeds around the truck and cuts it off. The truck honks. Chelsea sticks her head out the window, flips the truck off, then ducks back into the car.
3: Well, I've blown a cover. So much for a fair race. He saw that I'm Asian and a woman. Now he'll just assume we can't drive.
0: Chelsea's car makes a clanking sound. Chelsea smacks a greasy hand on top of the dashboard. The clanking stops. Good car. Chelsea pets the car.
3: Remind me again our purpose on this mission? Be the glue in the family dramatics. My mom and aunt have issues. Ah, the family tree and the fruit that's fallen. You've fallen far, for the record. That's a good thing, and their issues are from... As you know, my mother tends to meddle. What? No. Mostly, I think she has deficit-tinted goggles. She only ever sees what's bad, never what's good. So she's quick to judge other people, including my aunt. I'm assuming my aunt's just sick of it, but I don't know the details. You know, I don't think your mom was ever okay with me being a lesbian. Or... Better phrasing, okay with your best friend being a lesbian. My mother thinks her way of life is the only way of life.
0: As Elaine watches the road, Chelsea watches Elaine.
3: I think she's afraid one day you'll bring me home as your lover instead of your friend. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) We should pretend we're lovers just to psych her out. It might teach her a lesson.
0: Chelsea turns up the air conditioning and points it toward herself.
3: Uh, You'll have to find another gay best friend to play that part. Um, Elaine, have you ever brought someone home? I mean, have you ever actually been interested in someone? Like, romantically, I mean? Well, you know there was August. August doesn't count, and we both know it. Why doesn't August count? He's the closest I ever got to dating someone. You didn't date August because you wanted to. You (laughs) dated him because you felt like you had to. What does it matter why I dated him? I dated him, didn't I? Be real with me. Chelsea, you know I hate talking about this stuff. If you can't talk about it with me, who can you talk about it with? I just don't like people most of the time, okay? Well, not that I don't like people. Okay, I I don't like most people. And I'm not attracted to people. And dating is weird and awkward. Okay, let's just keep in mind that the only person you've dated is August. And maybe I'm not meant to be in a relationship. Or whatever. Maybe I'm meant to be alone. Is that bad? I like being alone. Being a woman alone is fine if you like cats. You, however... I just can't comprehend those attractions. I don't know if I've ever felt it or not because I don't have any basis of comparison. Lots of people don't have those kinds of feelings, though. There's nothing wrong with that. Asexuality and demisexuality are real things. I don't know. Maybe. Have you ever vibed with anyone? You're not completely impersonable. Emphasis on the not completely. No one? There's no one you've been like, Hey, you. I want to know you and maybe kiss your face. Would you be okay with that? How many more miles do we have to go? You're changing the subject. Vibing. Anyone. Fine. Maybe I thought for a brief little second. Very, very brief. You are torturing me slowly. I thought maybe I was vibing with someone at Splendor the other night. I don't know. How would you define vibing, exactly? The night we caught the perp? Yep. Wow, extra points for mixing romance with suspense. Who was it? Look, I don't want to talk about it. Tough cookies, Girl Scout. You're stuck in a car with me for another two hours. It was a mistake. It's embarrassing. Really? Embarrassing? That's what you're going with. You're talking to the girl who wet her pants while twerking to the Sailor Moon theme song. You can twerk to that? Exactly. Moral of that story? Don't play drinking games with nerdy perverts. When did this happen? You're deflecting. Who was it? It was the guy, alright? The guy? What guy? The guy! The guy who drugged you! The guy who branded people's skin! The guy who hates homosexuals! You're kidding. (laughs) What a funny joke. Elaine? I know, I know, I know! You don't think I don't know? What's wrong with me? Did you know who he was?
0: Elaine swerved the car.
3: Are you serious? Who do you think I am? Of course I didn't know who he was! Why would I have left you in the bar with him? You're right! Stupid question. I'm processing. (sighs) Just, just forget it. It's all weird and... I don't even want to think about it. But you were attracted to him? I don't know what I was. There were no butterflies, no tingles, no, ooh, babies. I was thinking about love all day. I think I just primed myself to see things that weren't there. So your track record is August and a psychopath. Maybe it's time to try something different. I take the whole thing as a bad omen. Me and romance. Bad combination.
0: Elaine steers the car toward an exit.
3: I need to pee. Do you need to pee? Sure, I could pee. Okay, let's pee. Somewhere I can get a kombucha. Chels, we're in rural Ohio. Kombucha may be hard to find. Now, individually wrapped pickles, that's guaranteed.
0: Elaine exits, following the signs for a convenience store. Later, just when the gas station coffee is wearing off, Elaine and Chelsea arrive at the Mental Rehabilitation Center of Middle Ohio.
3: Don't be alarmed when a man named Richard asks if your family worships soy sauce. Because I'm Chinese? He's not the most well-versed
0: in social protocol. Chelsea and Elaine get out of the car. Elaine squints at the building.
3: You're a visitor this time, not a patient. That's a milestone. Shouldn't you get some kind of balloon for that? Balloons aren't allowed. The helium and all. (laughs) Was that a joke? Yes. Your delivery threw me off.
0: They walk into the building and approach the front desk. The administrator recognizes Elaine. Elaine blushes.
3: We're here to see Ellen Waverly. I'm her niece, Elaine Harper.
0: The administrator hands Elaine and Chelsea visitor stickers. Elaine leads the way down the hall.
3: So this is where you lived for four months. In all its glory. To your right, you'll find the cafeteria, home to orange jello and mystery meat. Yum. And up here on your left is where I reflected on my mental progress with a notebook and a therapist. Important. And straight ahead, you'll find...
0: They round a corner and bump right into...
3: Richard! Do my
0: eyes deceive
3: me? Good to see you again.
0: Are you a ghost?
3: I am real and human. Back in the flesh. For a visit, not to haunt you. I promise.
0: Richard's eyes dart from Chelsea back to Elaine. He beckons for Elaine to come closer to him. She moves forward... He whispers to Elaine, but Chelsea still hears him clearly. Richard nods his head toward Chelsea. She is a troubled one. Chelsea looks perturbed. Elaine shakes her head at Chelsea. Will she be staying? I sense there are demons she must confront.
3: We all have demons, Richard. That doesn't mean she needs to be here. She's with me, just visiting.
5: How about one session?
3: Some exploratory doodling could produce incredible results, increasing her self-awareness. No, Richard. No sessions. Have you seen my Aunt Ellen? Ellen? Hmm. Ellen, you, you say? Don't do that. You know who I'm talking about.
0: Richard looks once again like he's seen a ghost. Chelsea shifts from one foot to the other.
3: Alrighty then. Thanks for the help, Richard. You have a good
0: day. Chelsea reaches out her hand for Richard to shake. Richard jumps. No physical
3: contact with other patients. It's against the rules. I'm sorry. She didn't know. Sorry, Richard.
0: Richard nods and stands in place. Elaine grabs Chelsea's arm and leads her down the hallway. Richard calls out behind them. It's no use going back to yesterday. I was a different person then. Chelsea and Elaine arrive at Aunt Ellen's room. They knock on the door. Aunt Ellen looks up from her chair.
2: Hi, Aunt Ellen. Elaine! Well, to what do I owe this surprise? Aunt Ellen, you remember Chelsea? Of course, of course. You two come in, come in. They
0: enter the room, and Elaine gives Aunt Ellen a hug.
2: You want some champagne? This reunion deserves champagne. That's allowed. No, it's... um, no thanks, Aunt Ellen. We're okay. We just came to talk. Well, talk away. But first.
0: <laughs> Aunt Ellen leans over to the cupboard next to her and pulls open a drawer. She proudly reveals a plethora of soy sauce packets.
3: <laughs> looks like you've rebuilt your collection.
0: Aunt Ellen looks at Elaine, then back at the drawer, then back to Elaine. She appears puzzled.
2: What was I doing?
0: Elaine's face falls. Chelsea sees this and subtly closes the drawer.
3: We were just talking. Oh, right. <laughs>
2: About what? How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Fine indeed. So I am. I just got a new lipstick.
0: Aunt Ellen reaches into her pocket and takes out a lipstick tube. Her hand shakes as she smears the lipstick messily on her lips.
2: That's a phenomenal color on you. Well, thank you. I think it's called crimson. Crim... Crimson something or other.
3: Crimson amazing, probably.
2: You know, Elaine talks a lot about you, Chelsea, that she does. I'll have you know it makes an old woman awfully happy to know her niece has found a friend like you. You're not that old. I don't know. I never
3: compliment Elaine's lipstick. Of course, it's probably because she never wears it. I'm my own woman, and I don't like to paint my face.
0: Chelsea gives Elaine a pointed look.
3: But,
2: I mean, you're also your own woman, and you totally can. Sit down, sit down. You chickadees are making me nervous standing around like that.
0: Aunt Ellen pulls out a chair and dusts off the end of her bed. Elaine and Chelsea sit.
2: There now, much more comfortable, wouldn't you say? So, how are you, Elaine? How is school? Do you ever miss it here? Miss kicking it in the loony bin with your auntie? (laughs) She just said kicking it. Did you hear that? I
3: like this woman. I like you, Ellen. I've missed you, Aunt Ellen. It's taken me way too
2: long to come visit. Oh, hush now. You're on to bigger and better things. Very busy, I presume. Do you get many other visitors? Does Dylan still come by? Dill Pickle? (laughs) That child. His little girlfriend doesn't work here anymore, you know. So he stopped coming? Oh, my feelings aren't hurt. He's a boy, after all. (laughs) What about my mom?
0: Aunt Ellen's face scrunches. She pats her own shoulder and turns to speak to the air behind it. If
2: everyone minded their own business, the world would go around a great deal faster than it does.
0: Chelsea looks spooked. Elaine wrings her hands. Aunt Ellen? Aunt Ellen jumps in her chair, bringing her hand to her chest. Oh, good heavens. Oh, Elaine, what did you
3: say, dear? I just asked if you'd seen my mother recently. Your
2: mother? Uh, yes. Your mother and I have reached uh, a bit of a crossroads. Why is that? We can't get rid of our yesterdays. Mm -hmm. We carry our
3: pasts with us, sure, but we move forward, too.
2: Always philosophical, you are. (laughs) But we can't move forward if we've denied our past. No, no, we cannot. That would be like destroying the entire path that got us to where we are and demolishing where that path could still take us. Your mother doesn't understand that.
3: Um, can I get that translated into layman's speech? I work well with facts. Also charts and graphs. Aunt Ellen, what do you mean exactly?
2: You shouldn't concern yourself about it, Elaine. This issue is between your mother and me. But I'm right there with the issue. I'm
3: right between you and my mother. You're both my family, as often as I want to disown my mother. But regardless, whatever it is, we need to figure it out.
2: Oh, Elaine. What's going on, Aunt Ellen? Let me help. (sighs) That is very kind of you, Elaine. I, I wish there was a way for you to help. But your mother is an immovable rock. Such a persnickety thing she is. But what happened exactly? I've been talking to my counselor about what happened at camp when Susie and I were kids. Oh. Mm, What
3: happened at camp?
2: Am I missing something? There was a... Oh, what's a soft way to say this? Well, an, an overly affectionate reverend. Oh, shit sue first then me others too i'm i'm sure of it i'm so sorry ellen no one believed me not a single
0: person
3: but if it happened to sue too
0: aunt ellen nods frowning elaine looks pale
2: wow well,
0: according to susie nothing happened
2: the reverend's misconduct was merely a figment of my overly active imagination a desperate cry for attention shit Not only did people not believe me, they were mad at me. They thought I was skeevy, manipulative, childish, cruel. How dare a girl accuse a well-respected community member of such a damning thing? She could ruin his life. That's what they were all thinking, you know. I am infuriated for you. Well, anyway, I've been talking this all through with my counselor. I need some closure, see? I need to move past this gaping part of my past. But it's hard. I'm sure you understand. It's painful that my own sister won't validate my trauma, or her own for that matter. The counselor suggested a group session. With my mom? Yes, your mom and I. Did did it happen? I invited your mother in. I told her the counselor wanted us to talk together about my mental health plan. I was a little deceptive. I know. But I wanted to get her here. And how did it go? Well, you're here, aren't you? And she isn't. Of course. She spewed the same stuff she always spews, like that I'm crazy, that no one believed me then, and that no one will believe me now. And she was angry, of course, that I lied to get her here. Aunt Ellen, I'm so sorry. On and on she went about how I'm not getting any better, how I'm wasting her money. Wasting her money?
0: She pays for me to be here.
3: I
2: didn't know that.
0: Aunt Ellen pauses for a while, looking at the ceiling.
2: Aunt Ellen? I- I'm sorry. At my thoughts, they they just poofed away from me. That's all right. Uh, I just took my medicine. Those tabbies, they make me a bit fuzzy. Maybe we should let you rest.
0: Aunt Ellen turns and talks over her shoulder.
2: Yes, that would be
0: nice.
3: I hope you know I'm always here for you. I promise.
0: Aunt Ellen looks up. Dear? Mary Todd Lincoln stands next to Aunt Ellen. When your family abandoned you, what voice is left but the one inside your head? Back in the car. Chelsea drives. Elaine is quiet.
3: Are you okay? My own mother, Chelsea. I know. I have to do something. Is there anything to do? You heard Ellen. Your mom is a rock. I could never help Lita. I was so powerless. This isn't the same as Lita, though. Don't put that weight on yourself again. And my aunt. She's been in and out of the center for so long. So long. Laney. You don't have to feel like everything is your responsibility. But I can't sit around, either. I can't be okay with that. (sighs) I know. I'm the same way. Freaking justice warriors to the point of masochism. I think that's the real twisted reason we're friends. So, uh, what are we going to do? What if we can find proof? If we can prove she's been telling the truth this whole time? Could be the validation she needs. And maybe it could nudge my mother back into reality. Your mom's really keeping this bottled up? A form of self-preservation, I guess. So where do we find proof? I don't know. I'll look him up. Maybe search registered sex offenders. That's a good start. Hey, how far away is the camp? About an hour from my parents' house. You search online. I'll take us to the scene itself.
0: Minutes later. Directions to His Hands Reaching Out Camp are pulled up on Chelsea's phone.
3: Call them to see if they're open.
0: Elaine doesn't answer.
3: Hello? Elaine? Are you in there? Sorry. Yeah, I'll Google them. Seriously, you need to get over your phone phobia.
0: Elaine opens a browser. Her search taunts her with a blue line of halfway loaded. She stares back out the window.
3: I can't decide if I should have sympathy for my mom or not. Shh, quiet that Elaine brain for a minute. Going to get answers, okay?
0: Car wheels crunch on gravel. Chelsea and Elaine drive down a driveway. They stop at a big sign that reads, His Hands Reaching Out Camp, with a large set of divine palms extending underneath the letters.
3: Are those supposed to be God's hands? Most likely. Dude has some massive hands. (laughs) I hear he's got the whole world in them. (laughs) (laughs) You sure someone will be here? Because if not, I can totally whip out my MacGyver skills. That was an old reference. Even for you. I can't fit my Kesha references into every conversation. I think they have a weekend Bible getaway going on. That's what the website said. Hopefully someone will be here to help us out. He is here to help us, Elaine. Look at his hands. I'm sure some people get a lot out of this place. Okay, I'm sorry, you're right. But I can still poke fun at the graphics on the sign, right?
0: Elaine gives her a look, but her grin betrays her.
3: Gigantamous hands. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just get this over with.
0: Elaine and Chelsea approach the camp's main office. Elaine tentatively creaks open the door. Hello? No one answers. Elaine and Chelsea enter and follow an arrow sign pointing to the welcome desk. They round a corner and find Tilly, a camp counselor with a sky-high ponytail and rolled-up jean shorts, sitting on the lap of Brad, another counselor with spiky, blonde-tipped hair and skinny arms. They are both in their late teens, and they are both very distracted by each other.
3: Um, excuse me?
0: Tilly and Brad don't notice them. Hello? Tilly jolts from staring into Brad's eyes and leaps off his lap. She turns to Chelsea and Elaine with a beaming smile.
3: Oh, hi there. Welcome to His Hands Reaching Out Summer Camp. Well, also Fall Camp and Spring Camp. Any Day of the Year Camp. Wow, she really speaks in exclamation points.
5: I'm sorry if we seem excited. We're just eager to help anyone who finds their way here. I'm Brad and (laughs) this here's Tilly.
3: Oh, great. Thanks. We actually do need your help. Do we?
5: What's that, Chiquita? Couldn't quite hear you.
3: Uh, nothing. Just, I'm like so totally glad you're here to help us.
5: Good. We're totally stoked, too. What do you need today?
3: Well, my mother, Sue Harper, well, actually Sue Waverly, she, uh, she went here decades ago. I was wondering if there was, like, a file on her I could see, or...
0: Elaine trails off. She didn't rehearse this.
3: Um, like, what kind of file? I don't know. Aren't there, like, files on the campers?
0: Sure, but
5: we don't actually release that information. Sorry, maybe you could just ask your mom about the camp yourself.
3: Um... She's dead. What? Uh, Sorry, she's still in shock. Her mom is dead. Super dead. And we were hoping to get a look at her file so we could share some of the memories with relatives and friends at the funeral. Oh my gosh. Of course. I'm so, so sorry. She's in a better place now, but I'll be sure to keep your family in my prayers. Thanks.
5: These are totally different circumstances. We will definitely help you out, as long as we can find the files that go back that far.
0: Tilly and Brad moved to a large set of filing cabinets at the back of the room. Chelsea and Elaine turned to each other, whispering.
3: I'm not even sure what we're going to find out from this. Like, what do they even keep on file? Uh, That is a legitimate question. I doubt it'll have any information about the Reverend, but they might. Uh, hey, Tilly, Brad.
5: What's up, guys?
3: Uh, do you know anything about a Reverend? Um, Reverend Jack? My mom and aunt knew him from their time here.
5: Of course we knew Reverend Jack. Well, not that well. He left a couple years ago and we started working here. But the man was a ledge.
3: He means legend. He retired?
5: Unfortunately, the dude got Alzheimer's, so he kind of had to leave.
3: Brad, it's pronounced Alzheimer's.
5: Oh, <laughs> right. It was really sad. He died a few months ago.
3: Even before he left, he kept forgetting where he was putting things.
5: And he would forget everybody's names.
3: So sad. It's like he left this earth mentally before he even did physically. Like, his stuff is still here.
5: His family never came to get it.
3: Like, they didn't think his life here was important or something. So sad.
5: Yeah, super sad.
3: Do you own a thesaurus? What? Nothing, she's grieving.
5: I'll pray for you. Brad searches through a file drawer. Waverly, Waverly. It would help if these were in alphabetical order.
3: They are, doofus. You're in V, which comes... T-U-V-W. Before W.
0: Oh, here we are. Sue Waverly. Brad hands Elaine the file. Mary Todd Lincoln watches from behind him. Do you need anything else?
4: Um. When people love their family, they spend time with them. They care. Maybe if we could just spend
3: some time with this file? I want to look through it.
4: I think she needs some privacy.
3: She just lost her mom. It was a tragic accident. God just scooped her up in his giant hands. Sometimes we just can't see his plan.
5: I suppose we could give you a few minutes alone.
3: Brad, we have some, uh, cleaning to do in cabin eight.
0: Oh, right. Gotta scrub those toilets. Take your time, ladies. Tilly and Brad scurry out of the office, letting the cabin door slam behind them.
3: I do not want to know what scrubbing toilets is innuendo for. Ugh, you're gross. I'm the gross one? And telling them my mom is dead? If you don't start being nice, I'll make you scrub my toilet when we get home. gonna vomit now. (laughs) Just look in the file. I'm gonna poke around.
0: Elaine opens Sue's file. She immediately recoils. Mary Todd Lincoln shakes her head sadly.
3: Are you serious? There's a picture of her in here. Helps to keep track of the kids. She's like 10, wearing a
4: two piece bathing suit. Ugh, oh, suddenly creepy. This explains much. Adult behavior can often be traced back to childhood trauma.
0: Chelsea goes behind the welcome desk and into the office. Elaine continues looking through the file. She crinkles her nose when she sees a collection of handwritten Bible verses in Sue's preteen handwriting. Chelsea emerges from the office carrying a box.
3: I think I found Reverend Jack's stuff. He doesn't even work here anymore. How do you know it's his? Because there's a note on it that reads, Reverend Jack's stuff. And then a second note. I can't find a phone number for his family. How long should we hang on to this stuff before we throw it away? It's really cluttering the office and getting in my way. God rest his soul. Brad definitely wrote that.
0: My money's on Tilly. Chelsea puts down the box and rifles through it. Elaine joins her. Mary Todd Lincoln looks on. The day of triumph will surely
4: come when justice and truth will be vindicated.
0: Chelsea skims through papers. Elaine finds a stack of old Polaroids. She flips through most of the stack before stopping. The color drains from her face.
3: Did you find something? Laney? Take me to my mom's house.
4: Our wrongs will be made right, and we will once more taste the blessings of freedom. (music)
0: Elaine and Chelsea sit in the car across the street from Sue's house. Elaine clutches Sue's file and a photograph. She slowly reaches over to the door handle. She rests her hand on it, takes a deep, calculated breath. She opens the door. Chelsea opens hers, too.
3: No. Just me. Okay. You got this.
0: Elaine nods and heads for the house. She rings the doorbell twice before Sue answers it.
3: Elaine,
1: I didn't get a call or a text from you. I know.
0: Elaine walks past Sue through the door, holding the file folder tightly. She walks through the hallway, peeking into rooms. Mary Todd Lincoln leans against one of the doors.
4: Is Dad here? No, he's out golfing with the Kennedys. He'll likely come home with a couple of girlfriends if it's those Kennedys.
0: Elaine takes a deep breath. She holds eye contact with Sue.
4: Good. Elaine, what is going on? Can
3: we sit down? I don't know. You look mad. I'm not mad. I'm... I'm sitting down.
0: Elaine walks into the kitchen and sits at the table. Sue hesitantly stands across from her.
3: Elaine, are you
0: doing all right?
3: No. I mean, yes. It's not me I'm upset about. It's you. And Aunt Ellen. Did you see
1: her? How is she?
3: Yes, I saw her. She's no different but she said some things about your fight, and I... I went to his hands, reaching out. What? Why?
4: To get some answers.
0: Mary Todd Lincoln sits beside Elaine.
4: She will not understand on her own. You must make her see from your perspective. And from
0: Ellen's. Sue narrows her eyes. She slowly sits down across the table from Elaine.
1: What kind of answers? We already talked about this months ago.
3: You weren't open with me.
1: Elaine, whatever your aunt said, she did
3: Stop. Just... just stop talking.
0: Sue looks shocked. She closes her mouth and looks down at the table.
3: I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound angry. I'm not. I understand so much now.
1: Understand what?
3: Mom.
0: Sue softens at the word.
3: I found your file there.
0: Elaine opens the folder on the table to a handwritten page.
3: It's a Bible verse. Genesis 2.18. It says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone.
1: I will make him a helper fit for him.
3: You know it. Well, of course I know it. Did he... Did he teach you it when he...
1: Elaine, I know it because I go to church.
3: Mom, you can't honestly tell me he didn't do anything to you. I can because he didn't. I know it's hard for you, I know so many things are clear to me now. I want to help you. you want to help me, Elaine. This is ridiculous. Look at these corinthians thirteen six Love does not delight in evil but rejoices in truth Elaine corinthians seven two each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. He made you write these, didn't he?
1: These are Bible verses, Elaine Bible verses. What would any of that mean?
0: Elaine looks at Sue, sadly. She puts the photographs on the table.
3: There are pictures.
0: Sue looks Elaine straight in the eye. Elaine pushes the photos toward her. Sue glances down, then back up. She flushes with shame.
3: It's you, Mom. Those are just pictures. These are not just pictures. You are in your bathing suit. You are not near a lake or anything. Stop. You look scared and... Stop! And you're somewhere dark.
0: Sue stands up abruptly and shoves her chair back.
3: Stop! Elaine, stop!
1: He was an old man with dementia. Your aunt... Is in some of these pictures of her own. Your aunt was an attention whore from day one. You didn't grow up with her. You don't know what it was like living with her. She did anything she could to get anybody to look at her.
3: How are you still denying
1: this? Because it didn't happen, and I refuse to discuss this with you. And if you want to side with some insane, deranged woman who is wasting my money...
3: She's your sister.
1: Yes, my insane, deranged sister. Well, just go ahead and be her daughter. You two have always had more in common.
3: Aunt Ellen tries to speak out, get justice for both of you, and you dismiss her, alienate her. I try to bond with you and you try to hurt me.
1: You think I'm trying to hurt you? Sweetie, if I try to hurt you,
0: you'll know it. Mary Todd Lincoln shakes her head at Sue.
4: Family can be the hardest people to love, but maybe because they're the hardest people to leave. Mom,
3: I feel awful for what happened to you. I feel awful for how you've had to deny it. But I'm also hurt by what you're doing to us right now. What I'm doing? I know this. This denial is easier for you, but I just can't do it anymore. It's toxic. I'm recovering from my own issues, learning to be honest with others and myself. I can't surround myself with projection, deflection, and blame.
0: Elaine stands.
3: Oh,
1: you think you can just say all that and leave?
3: I'm sorry.
0: Elaine turns to leave. Don't you
1: dare walk away from me. I am your mother. And you always
3: will be. But I have to go. Bye, Mom.
0: Elaine heads for the door. Elaine! Elaine! Elaine ignores her and opens the front door. You ungrateful brat. We've given you
1: everything, everything, and you throw our kindness back in our faces. If you walk out that door, you're not coming back.
0: Elaine looks sadly at Sue, then turns her back.
1: You better never ask us for money, or a car, or a place to sleep. You won't have a family.
3: I know.
0: Elaine walks, trance-like, back to the car. She practically falls into the seat. Chelsea looks concerned.
3: Are you all right? What happened? What did she do?
0: Elaine doesn't answer. She just shakes her head. Chelsea grabs her hand and holds it tightly. She
3: denied everything, Chelsea. I showed her, and she still denied it. I'm sorry, Elaine. People deal with these things differently. I said things. Horrible things. That our relationship was toxic. She told me never to come back. I'm sorry what? Let's just go. Rewind. I'm sorry what? I just... I know this was necessary. I know I'm supposed to feel better now. I said what I needed to say, and maybe I pushed you hard. I'm not sure I have a mop anymore. Stay here.
0: Chelsea gets out and slams the car door. She stomps across the street and through Sue's door without ringing the doorbell. Sue is sitting on the staircase with a blank look on her face. She looks up at Chelsea without surprise. She opens her mouth to speak.
3: Do not talk. From the moment I met you, I knew you were a selfish, shallow person motivated by envy. I wish I could support you in this moment because you are a survivor. But you would rather throw the people you love most under the bus. Fucking lock them away. Rather than admit something that could have prevented more people from getting hurt.
1: Chelsea, you don't have the right to say anything about my family.
3: I care more for Elaine than you ever have.
0: Sue stands up and points at Chelsea. Don't you dare come into my house and tell you're me- You're
3: pissed. I get it. That's how I know that you're going to regret what you said soon. Maybe next week. You're stubborn some more likely next month. But you'll regret it. And when you do, you'll call Elaine. Oh, sweet. You'll send her a care package of cookies and some book that you didn't even know she's already read twice. And you'll insinuate your way back in because you're manipulative and she'll feel guilty. And all this shit will happen over and over and fucking over again. And who will comfort her when you let her down again? Me. I will. Because that's what it means to really love someone. You self-righteous little- So I'm going to save us all a lot of grief. Don't call. Don't text. Don't send cookies she won't eat because you don't even know she's been gluten-free since January. Stay away from her.
1: She is my daughter. You have no
3: right to tell me how to treat her. You know what? Just pretend she's your sister's rapist. Your rapist. You'll forget about her in no time.
0: Chelsea whirls and storms out of the house. Elaine sits in the car, stoic, waiting for Chelsea to return. Her face is pale, but she doesn't cry. Mary Todd Lincoln puts her hand on her shoulder. I lost my whole
4: family, all of them, one by one, until I had one left. Just one son.
3: I thought I finally understood her.
4: He never tried to understand me. You tried with your mother, at least.
3: I tried and failed. She'll never get it.
4: Maybe. My son never got it.
3: And she never will. I don't even know why I tried. I'm not even angry. Even though she said all of that, it just made me sad for her.
4: She threw your aunt in the asylum. Just like my son threw me in the asylum and turned her back. The irony here? After my son locked me away, it was my sister who took me in. You have the right to feel any way that you feel. Do I, though? She is my mother. A debt you've long since repaid. Not according to her. She birthed you, yes, but she also had the privilege of raising you. A task she signed up for in the first place. You had no say in the matter of your birth. Do not take her choice as your burden. Does that make me a bad daughter? Be the best of yourself. That should be a parent's greatest reward. If that isn't enough for her, then she never had any intention of being a parent to you. A daughter is something one is. A parent is something one has to be.
0: Elaine looks out the window and watches Chelsea walk back to the car. Elaine and Chelsea are in the car. They have made the drive back home and are now nearing Chelsea's apartment. After listening to the entirety of the Wicked soundtrack, commiserating over the disturbing frequency of billboards for adult video stores, and stopping once for Chelsea to take a picture of a pregnant cow, they have gathered themselves. They have shaken off the lingering presence of Sue, as best they can at least.
3: So, after a day like that, I feel like we deserve the most fattening dinner. What do you think? Agreed. Google most fattening pasta, please. Um, my phone's dead.
0: Chelsea goes to grab hers from the cup holder, but can't find it.
3: Ugh, it fell between the seats again. I'll get it.
0: Elaine digs around for the phone, and finally emerges with it. She looks at the screen and furrows her eyebrows.
3: Hey, Chelsea, you have a voicemail from Maggie. What? Play it. It might be important.
0: Elaine presses play and puts the phone on speaker. Maggie's voice comes through the phone.
3: Um, Chelsea? Hi. This is. This is Maggie. Sorry to call you on the weekend. It's about Dean Wagner. He, um. I'll explain how I know this later, but it might be bad. He. He knew about the hate
1: crimes. He knew who was responsible. From the beginning.
0: Dayton Writers Movement presents. Unwritten Executive Producers Chris Burnside Megan Burnside Producers Anna Adami Carrie Zahn Lead Writers Anna Adami Chris Burnside Story by Anna Adami Chris Burnside Amanda D., Joey Ferber Jana Gomes Kathy Holt CeCe Hutton Stephen Kallenberg Grace Poppy Tavis Taylor Assistant Director Megan Burnside Sound engineer Dan Severs, Theme song by Joey Ferber Kelsey Mills and Ian Mortensen For more Unwritten visit our website at unwrittenpodcast.com
3: everyone this is jordan lopez voice of chelsea Wu. i wanted to thank you all for listening and remind you to rate and review unwritten on itunes every review helps us show higher in the rankings be sure to follow us on facebook or instagram and twitter at dwm presents thank you